what's good what's good everybody it's your boy sway mac right back at you uh this week and today we're actually going to be talking about uh nba we're going to be doing a little nba showdown special for you guys and especially uh for the group that i have um in uh in my discord with me uh just trying to help out a little bit um i see a lot of people kind of talking about different ways and uh you know struggles and this and that and one thing that I want to start off by saying is showdowns are not for the faint of heart. Um, you know, you can pretty much have everything perfect and then one oddball off and, you know, all your lineups are pretty much tricked. Uh, one example of that is I can give you is just yesterday, right? Uh, I had loads of Marcus Smart. Uh, he was one of the best plays on the slate and just of the day uh, just for the main slate. But I had tons of Marcus Smart. And he was playing okay, but he didn't do much until he dropped like 15 in that fourth quarter. You know, he hit like four or five threes in a row. It's stuff stuff like that happens in showdown, man. And you could be winning a lot of money, and then somebody will hit five threes in the fourth quarter, and then that all goes down the drain. So, um, you know, it, it happens, you know. So so just kind of be willing to roll with the punches a little bit and uh, have some fun with these showdowns, you know. Um, play them more as uh, like kind of game theory. You know, how you think the game is going to go, uh, if you think somebody's going to go off, if you think, you know, somebody, you know, narratives, however, however you, you know, you kind of want to get in there and start your approach, you can, you can do that. Um, but these showdowns, man, they can get wonky. So definitely don't, uh, like if you're playing showdowns, don't get, um, don't get frustrated or anything like that because, you know, you might not be having success. I would say let's play these showdowns more for just fun. Um, more so you can try to get a feel for the games themselves, just a feel for the players, the rotations, the minutes, that kind of stuff. Uh, and of course, try to win some money, right? So, uh, so today we have, uh, starting here soon in about an hour, 15 minutes or so, we have, uh, the Miami Heat going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. This is going to be game two of the series. Uh, Milwaukee right now is currently favored. Um, they are the minus five as far as the, uh, point spread. So they, so, uh, Vegas has got them at minus five. Um, as far as their uh, their point spread, uh, the total the game total right now is 221.5. Um, so that's that's a decently scoring game. It's a decently scoring game. Um, looking at the OKC, that one's right now at a uh, at 217. Uh, so if if you if you're one of those uh, guys who likes to look at the stats and likes to play the numbers, um, well there you go. This one should have a higher pace, right? Um, and it probably will. These game sevens, if you watched the game last night, they're a little slower paced. Guys are a little tighter. Defense is a little tighter. Um, you know, it's just a little, it, it gets a little tighter until, until it picks up there towards the end, the intensity picks up, but usually it's a little tighter, a little slower paced in those game sevens. So I can see why that is at a 217. Um, but yeah, so we got a pretty high scoring, uh, game. We'll probably see here. Um, right off the bat, let's let's get to it. So there's two ways that I approach showdowns, um, and this is for uh, and this can be for NBA. You can also use this approach for NFL as well. Um, kind of anything that has that captain spot. It's a little different for NFL because you got your defenses and, and that kind of stuff. But for the most part, the approach is generally the same. So you can either play a value guy, right? So for instance, let's say Eric Bledsoe sits. Let's say you think, uh, you know, um, Pat Connington or George Hill or somebody like that is going to really, really put in a lot of work. Well, you can put George Hill in that captain spot. He's only going to cost you about 7500 Now, that opens up basically to where you can roster pretty much all of the studs um, or anybody that you would really want to um, in the rest of your lineup. 
and that works sometimes. Sometimes that does work. Um, now you do need you do need uh, like George Hill. He will need to hit value. You know, he'll he'll need to hit that optimal value. But it's happened before. It's happened before. I've definitely taken down tournaments. Um, you know, I've taken down several with with that approach. Um, you know, you you put in a George Hill, a Pat Connington, somebody like honestly like a Robert Williams. Even yesterday, uh, somebody like that, you know, is going to get a lot of run, and you you know, your hope's going to maybe get you fifteen, twenty, or something like that. And that captain spot that might be about thirty or so, thirty, thirty-five or so. And then uh, you can load up studs everywhere else. Like that's that's a high score. You know, you should be able to do it. Now on the flip side, uh, the other way that you can do it, and to be honest, the way that I have been playing um, the last, uh, well through these through these playoffs, the way that I've been playing, um, I'm basically just taking the studs. Um, I'm taking the studs, um, kind of knowing that they're going to be the highest scores of the night, and so I'm playing that theory, and I'm just plugging them into my captain spot because honestly, um, we're starting to see that there's a lot of value out there, uh, hints of Robert Williams or somebody like that that you can throw like a Giannis or a Middleton in the captain spot or even a Butler in that captain spot like you could have last game, um, you know, and then played some guys like Pat Connington, played some guys like DiVincenzo, you know, Brooke Lopez, you know, some some low owns, some cheap guys um, who are going to put up points. You know, that's going to allow Giannis to be optimal in that uh, in that captain spot. If all those things don't happen, though, you know, these high-priced guys, they probably won't be optimal. But in these playoffs, for sure, and what we're seeing um, with everything being neutral as far as no home, no away games, we're seeing these role guys have more uh, prowess. Um, we're seeing them, you know, uh, get the consistent minutes and uh, kind of just being consistent as far as what they're giving us. So basically what I'm saying is it's more predictable we can kind of predict the value a little bit more. And so that helps us kind of load up to where we can get those expensive captain spots. Um, and that's kind of why I've been playing that approach. Um, now it's not always gonna work, right? There's gonna be some times you're not gonna be able to, to get all these guys. And today might be one of those days, you know, but um, the way that I'm going to approach it is the same way that I've been approaching it. I'm probably gonna limit my captain spot to about four or five uh, guys. Um, honestly, it's going to be uh, Giannis, it's going to be ABC, it's going to be Jimmy Butler, it's going to be Chris Middleton, it's going to be Bam Adebayo, and then I'm also going to throw Goran Dragic in there. If you guys have been watching, uh, if you guys have been watching the Miami Heat play, and not just that last game, Dragic's he's been one of their one of their best offensive players, if not their best offensive player. Jimmy had an explosion in the last game, but. Uh, Jimmy Butler's game is not really offensive explosion. He's kind of that guy that's going to give you whatever the team needs. If he needs to score, he'll score. If he needs to lock up, he'll lock up. If he needs to lead, he'll lead. Uh, you know, like he's he, he's he's just kind of that great all-around teammate that can kind of do it all. And so uh, he just, you know, he was hot, and he, uh, he, he just felt like he needed to score in that last game, and so that's what happened. But um, all in all, Goran Dragic has kind of been the one making that boat rock. It's been him and Jimmy for sure. Um, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, and Jimmy Butler, uh, those are the three cogs, man. Uh, that's, they, make that, they make that team go. And the only thing I don't like about Goran Dragic is just non-captain-wise uh, is he's expensive. But he's actually, I think, a little less expensive than he was the last game. I think he was 8,600 in that first game, and he's only 8,400. And um, I think that makes his ownership come down a little bit. In that point guard spot, you know, you only got Goran Dragic, Eric Bledsoe if he plays. You got George Hill. You got Kendrick Nunn. You got Dante DiVincenzo. You got Frank Mason. 
Frank Mason's not going to play. Dante DiVincenzo, he's only going to get ticked if Eric Bledsoe is out. Now, if Eric Bledsoe does sit, even if he doesn't sit, I think he's going to be hindered enough that Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connington, these kind of guys, they get a little bit more run. But I had some ownership to him last game, and they had the opportunity, and they just didn't do it. But at 3K, it's not going to take much on the showdown for these guys to uh, put you over the top. Uh, a 15, a 20 at 3K in that low ownership, trust me, that'll be optimal. Uh, and that'll also make your lineups unique. Uh, one person I'm really looking at, though, is Kendrick Nunn. He got a little more minutes last game. One thing about the playoffs, if you guys are new to DFS or, or just new to watching playoff um, NBA basketball and stuff like that, it's really all about matchups, all about matchups. That's why you can hear about a team like the Lakers who have been running through teams all year, and then you hear people um, you who will say that Portland is going to give them problems. And you're like, well, how the hell is that possible? Well, it's possible because they got their big, they can match them up in size, they can match them up in scoring, they can, you know, like it's just, it's a bad matchup. They got point guards, they got, um, you know, they got ball handlers, they got pick and roll players, you know, they, it's, they, they're, they're a tough out, they're a tough out, um, you know, and, and that's just, that's just the way it works. Now the Lakers obviously got it done, so it's not to say that matchups are the say all be all, but it is more about matchups and that's why you'll see certain rotations. I think that's why we're going to see a little bit more of Kendrick Nunn. I think he's, um, I think defensively he might give them a little bit more. Uh, his minutes are super, super inconsistent. Uh, super, super inconsistent. He was playing a lot, and Drogic really wasn't playing that much. They've kind of handed the keys back over to Drogic. But I am going to have some shots on Kendrick Nunn today. Um, I actually like him a little bit. Uh, I like him about the same as I do George Hill. I'm not high on George Hill. Um, he's 5K, so he is pretty much at a decent price tag that 17 would be okay but um he's just too inconsistent man he's just too inconsistent you know he is getting he is getting a lot of minutes so i definitely am not going to fault you for going there um you know and and the minutes are secure and as far as these showdowns go and these single games uh you do want minutes you you know you want you want guys who you know are going to get the minutes um, or at least who you have the inclination that are going to get some minutes. And in this point guard spot, it's pretty much Goran Dragic and George Hill and Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, even if he plays, I'm going to guess that he's hindered. He's probably not going to have his full workload. And at 7,200 on DraftKings for the showdown slate, that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, I'd say if you're going to be making a handful of lineups, I probably am not personally going to have him in any, but um, throw him in one just in case he goes ham. Um, but uh, but I have a high, pretty, I have a pretty high risk tolerance. So me personally, um, I'll be okay with with fading him today. If he was cheaper, if say he was five k or something like that, oh, it's take shots. But um, you know, I think we can. I think George Hill can probably match what Eric Bledsoe does today, even if they both play uh, at a cheaper price tag. And so there you go. But um, but I won't be I won't be forcing myself to put either one of these guys. The the point guard the point guard spot's pretty bare today for this first game. Now, over to shooting guards. The shooting guards is actually going to be pretty telling. You got Jimmy Butler. You got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Pat C. You got Andre Iguodala, who's uh, shooting guard small forward flex. Uh, again, you got Kendrick Nunn, who's flexed in there as well. You got Wesley Matthews. You got DiVincenzo, Kyle Korver, and I won't name their other two. The one that I'm going to talk about here today is Kyle Korver. Um, man, Kyle Korver, he, he gets tick. You know, Kyle Korver is going to get minutes. They're gonna give Kyle Korver minutes. He's a vet. He's one. Of, he's the best shooter on their team. You know what I mean? More than likely. Yeah, he's getting old, but I mean, still spot up and shoot or pull up and shoot. He can do it. 
Um, it doesn't take long. Kyle Korver, like, dude can go – dude can hit five of his shots, hit a couple free throws, put up 18, 19 points with all those shots being threes. You know what I mean? And that's going to be optimal. I'm telling you right now, at a 2,000, if he gives you a ninth, an 18, 19, 20, um, he's optimal. He's, he's going to be unique. He's going to put you at the top. Um, but you can't count on that. So it's definitely worth having a lineup. Uh, at least, you know, maybe throw, throw him in a lineup. Um, two might be a little ex, uh, extensive, but he's definitely worth a dart. He's definitely worth a dart or two. I'll definitely have him in a lineup or two. Um, he'll also be low owned too. So uh, I've just seen it too many times, man. Kyle Korver come in, hit three or four threes, and you're like, God dang it. Um, Dante DiVincenzo, he's another one who relies on Eric Bledsoe being out. If Bledsoe is out, DiVincenzo, Wesley Matthews, Pat Connington, they all get bumps. All right? They all get bumps. They're all cheap. They all get bumps. Um, Pat Connington, honestly, is going to get the biggest bump to me. Wesley Matthews is another one of those guys. Uh, he, he actually gets a lot of minutes. He's just not doing anything with his minutes. But if his shot falls, uh, he can give you a 20. He can definitely give you a 20 at 3,600. Um, so I do like it. Uh, he's going to give you at least 20, 23 minutes a game. Um, and at 3,600, if the shot falls, it's worth it. So I'll have some shares there. Him and Kyle Korver are kind of in the same boat. Um, if it's down to those two and, you know, and, you know, they are, there's a $1,600 difference, but I would prefer Wesley Matthews because he is going to get more minutes. Uh, and he just, uh, you know, he's just a little more aggressive with the ball. And uh, Duncan Robinson, um, I don't really like him at 5,600. If you're throwing him in there, you're kind of just throwing him in there for game theory and hoping he gets hot at low ownership. Um, but it's any of these, any of these starters or anybody who's going to get significant minutes and showdown is, is viable. Uh, so, <clears throat> so I'm not going to tell you anything there. Andre Iguodala is pretty interesting. I actually like Iguodala. I played him a bit. Uh, he's, he's, he's off and on. He's off and on. Uh, you know, he'll give you a good game. He'll give you a decent game. He'll give you a good game and a decent game. He's a vet, man. Um, he's a vet and, uh, he's going to give you, <clears throat> I'd say another about 20, 25 minutes. He's actually been averaging about 26 minutes the last several games. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I think, uh, I think he's pretty safe for his minutes there. It's just what we're going to get. I think he's in there more for defense, uh, more for presence and that kind of stuff. But Hey, Iggy's, Iggy's active. He's defensively active. He can get a couple steals, a couple blocks, a couple points, um, and put and put up 15 or 20 and that'll be good enough there. So, uh, these showdowns, they like, like we were talking about earlier on, because we are going to have to captain, uh, I'm pretty much captaining Giannis, Jimmy, uh, Butler, Bam and Drogic and Bam and Drogic are going to be. <clears throat> the, my lowest own probably gonna be playing about hmm, 10 lineups or so today uh and i would say s seven of those 10 are gonna have uh six of those 10 are probably gonna have um giannis and jimmy in it uh, i just think they're gonna be the highest scores i do think uh that the defense that they're applying on him uh is really good um uh, but i think they're gonna have to make adjustments um or he's just gonna start he's just gonna start kind of driving through that contact um if he does though if he if he does if he does kind of sit back um that would that might hurt to be completely honest but i just think uh i just think that's how i'm going to play it I'm not telling you that's how you should play it like i said i'm going to give you guys the information as it at the information period uh and then i'll kind of tell you how i'm going to do it as well i'm going to load up on giannis here uh but like i said i'm also going to have some jimmy some chris some bam some gorn in there uh, as kind of one-offs for my captains there um, as well, but I'm gonna ride Giannis today. I do think he's just gonna be the just the highest score of the day. Uh, I think second up is either gonna be Jimmy Butler or Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton's fall, if Chris Middleton's shot doesn't fall, I'm telling you right now, 
um, he's not going to score well. Jimmy Butler can score well without his shot falling. Same for Giannis as well. I mean, you can see Giannis didn't score very well and uh, still put up um, 47.5 DraftKings draft points, um, and he only had 18 points. Um, you know, he had a steal. He had a block. Uh, I mean, you know, it just it, – he had he had ten boards, nine assists. Like he still pretty much had a triple double and didn't score a lot. So I just think he's that team, and I'm gonna ride him. I just think he does so much for him, and his peripherals are just are just there. So I'm gonna ride it. But uh, but those are definitely the plays. So to do that, you are gonna have to play some of these uh, some of these cheaper guys. Going over to small forward, uh, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Duncan Robinson. Some of these guys are gonna see overlapped, uh, so we won't talk about them. Uh, there's some guys here who I won't even mention, like Solomon Hill and Derrick Jones Jr., those guys. You can just kind of X those guys out of there. Small forward is tough. Um, it's pretty much going to consist of the same guys that we've been talking about. And honestly, I'd prefer if Bledsoe sits. But even if he doesn't, I do think Pat Connington and some of these guys, I do think they might see about 15, 17, 18 minutes. Uh, the least amount of time getter would probably be DiVincenzo. Um, I just think defensively, he's probably their biggest liability of, of those three. And so I think Pat Connington um, and George Hill will still see the floor there. George Hill being, uh, even if Bledsoe plays, George Hill should probably still see about 15 to 20 minutes here. All right. On to the power forward position. Everybody knows Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, yeah, he's their stud. Get him in as much as you can. Plug and play. Jay Crowder, great play here at 5,400. Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk uh, played really well towards the end of the restart. Um, he just his minutes has fallen off. I don't think this is a good uh, matchup for him in this round. But um, but he you know 3400. Uh, if he can get in and knock a couple of those threes down and, and does his thing, I just think even at that price tag, we can probably get uh, solid minutes from players like Hill. Uh, even you know even a Jake Crowder who yes he's two thousand more, but that still is pretty inexpensive. Um, I just think that's more so where we can go. Nobody else really on this slate as far as power forward is going to be viable. There's really only about four. And the other one that I want to talk about is Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams is only 2,800. I'm going to have quite a bit of Marvin Williams. He's been playing uh, 20 minutes the last couple games. Really, he's been playing about 17 to 18 minutes the last three. Um, I think I think he's been showing uh, – I think he's been showing real – I think he's been showing well. Uh, he's been putting up a good showing the last couple games. Uh, he's been shooting the ball well. He's been active on defense. Uh, he's been active on the boards, and I know that's what coaches like. Um, and I just think uh, I just think he matches up well on that Miami team because you got Bam over there, and then uh, I mean they they got some big physical boys, man. So they're gonna need guys like Marvin to kind of step up. Marvin's also a vet, and so uh, he'll get a little bit of time. Uh, he'll get a little bit of time there to kind of help out in that power forward spot because they're thin there too. Um, but yeah, so I think Marvin's going to get some tick here. I'll probably have about two to three lineups with Marvin Williams in it. Um, I think he's, you know, he's not going to give you too much. If he gives you 20, like shit, you know, we can start, we can start praising to the sun, but I can honestly think he probably give you about 13, 14 to 15 and at 2,800, that honestly might be enough. That might be enough. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep moving. And uh, last but not least, we do have the center position. <clears throat> Center is going to be the easiest spot to talk about today, and then I'll let you guys go. Uh, Bam Adebayo, Brooke Lopez, Kelly Olenek. Basically, Bam Adebayo, Brooke Lopez are going to be your plays. Brooke Lopez is definitely going to be cheaper, but he's been running hot. He's been running super hot. The shot's been falling. He's been shooting a lot. He's been playing defense pretty well. He's pretty cheap. He is the most expensive he's been in a while. I do like him when he's at that $6,600 range. 
uh, that you know lower than that that's 6800 6600 that kind of thing um, he is at 7k but uh, and I do prefer Bam out of bio over him but I think he'll be the lower own of the two even in the showdown slate and so that's where I'm gonna go um, and yeah guys that's how I'm gonna approach the showdown slate uh, no core anything like that as I think these showdowns are really meant for GPPs you play them for theory you play them for fun and kind of just hope to make some money while you're watching the game um, but, uh, but yeah, if you guys have any questions, hit me up. You know where I'm at. Um, other than that, good luck. Have fun. Let's see some green. Peace.